Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Finally, are you ready? But that's not me, I'm the Switchblade, baby. You, you, and especially you, Austin316 says I just whipped your ass. Goodbye. Write it down, you like writing things down. I am your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. I am Omega, 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 the Omega Luke Wrestling Podcast. What's going on, guys? That is right. Omega Luke here, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast, with another treat for you today. You might have seen already on the old tweet machine that, yes, I interviewed the one and only Chuck Mambo this week from Progress Wrestling. If you haven't heard who Chuck is, he had a breakout year in 2018, capturing the Riptide Championship. Massive props to him in Progress as well from a strong performance in the Super Strong Style 16 and the World Cup win, which we will all cover today. I had his buddy TK on last week and Chuck was already coming on but was very excited after TK told him he had a great time on the Omega Luke podcast the week before, which I'm still pinching myself about that these guys actually had a conversation about me. But alas, this interview is awesome and I am very excited to bring this to you. Quick update as well, Saturday I went to the first Fight Forever tour in Bristol, which was amazing by the way. I got to meet Cody Rhodes, Bruce and Conrad, Flip Gordon, Flash Morgan Webster, Travis Banks, Millie McKenzie and of course the Hall of Famer, the Godfather and Papa Shango, as well as watch an incredible wrestling show. And again, you may have seen online that myself, Math, Mason and Nev vlogged the whole day. We answered some of your questions. We had so much fun doing so. And once I know how to use Adobe Premiere Pro, I shall have that video rocking and rolling on the YouTube. So stay tuned for that and make sure you're subscribed on YouTube to watch that as soon as it comes out. I also want to give a massive shout out to my first ever Patreon member, which caught me completely by surprise, JPQ. And that is at the big spawn, the big poor son a pup on Twitter, who is now a Patreon member, which has inspired me to update the Patreon and plug it a lot more. And the love I've been getting off you recently has been amazing, everyone on the wrestling community. And JPQ is a guy who I know recently checked out the podcast through listening to people like Wilfred and has stuck around and enjoys what he is hearing. He's also an absolute boss at Twitter, so he is definitely worth a follow. And again, his Twitter handle is at BigPoorSonAPup. Exactly how it sounds. So go follow him, all one word, tell him how much of a legend he is, and thank you once again, John, for supporting me. You do not know what it means. And in the new year, I really want to get you on, actually, for an episode, because you have a lot to offer the wrestling community, 
And your episode with Wilfred recently was awesome. So I want a bit of that pie. I'm going to make sure, I'm going to put a note to get you on, but make sure you pass to me to remind me, brother, because thank you very much for your your support of the Omega Luke Wrestling Podcast. Okay, guys, enough of me rambling. It's Chuck Mambo time. Hi, I'm Bruce Pritchard. This is Conrad Thompson. And you're listening to the Omega Luke Podcast. Here I am, guys. I am very excited to bring to you today my guest on Omega Luke Wrestling Podcast. It is the one and only Chuck Mambo. How are you doing, buddy? Hey, man. Yeah, I'm good, thanks, dude. Thanks for having me on. Now, massive thank you very much for coming on. I'm very excited to chat to you today. And for me and the audience to find out a little bit more about you and, and the surfing and wrestling sensation, that is Chuck Mambo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Cool. I'm looking forward to it as well. <laughs> Amazing. So let's start on your early career then. You are from Newquay in Cornwall, which is just a 45-minute journey from where I was born and raised in Plymouth. Now, I know how scarce wrestling is in general down here growing up and definitely to train to be a wrestler. I was very unaware of, of anywhere around um, when I was growing up. Can you tell me where it was that you trained and what it was like pursuing a wrestling career being from the very southwest of England? Yes, I can. Uh, so, uh, the, the truth be told, I think I'm, uh, I'm at a point in my career I can just tell you the truth, man. I am not actually from Newquay. I am from a town called Wooten Under Edge. <laughs> it is all okay, uh, In Gloucestershire. Oh, there goes the K5. But um, <laughs> I did learn to surf in Newquay, so I mean, that, that, uh, that much is true. Yeah. Uh, but um, now I grew up in Gloucestershire, and when I was... Oh, shit. I didn't swear, I didn't swear. Um, when I was young, my dad moved to Gloucester, the city, uh, where luckily enough, like the year that he moved was the year that a company called Pro Evo started a wrestling oh, school yeah. there. Yeah. So yeah, when I was like, I don't know, like maybe like 14 to 16 or something like that, I could uh, train train there on Sundays. But then I was only at my dad's every other Sunday. And I wasn't like a particularly focused 14-year-old. Uh, I really take my hat off to like, People like Tyler or Pete that, you know, like even when they were 14 and the scene was like pretty pits, they they didn't think like, oh, the scene is bad and get distracted. They like um, they saw the scene was bad. And like Matt, well, like all of the attack guys and the fight club guys, like they saw that the scene was bad. And and instead of just being on. like, oh, it's not very good. They carried on and like made it what it is now. So yeah. I really admire that. But uh, I was I was a pretty uh, scatterbrained teenager and i couldn't make it that much i kind of ran out of money to train <laughs> and um so i didn't actually i mean pro evo is a great uh school i really think they're like still running some pretty great shows yeah um but i yeah i fell out of it really and then when i was at uni in london i did amateur for a year at, um lewisham wrestling club yeah. which was really fun but uh i think Britain doesn't have much of an amateur wrestling scene. No, like, very uh, American you have to be training that like five days a week minimum, probably seven, really. And they were only training once a week. And uh, so, like, I did one contest and fractured my rib. Oh, no way. <laughs> I fractured my rib. Get this. I didn't even know the rules. So, I think, like, uh, an amateur wrestling contest, you don't have like a three count. There's and I didn't count, know that. It? So, I was, yeah, I was doing this like big dramatic kick out on two. Like, it was a wrestling <laughs> <laughs> You'd already lost. But, so I'm like quite heavy because I'm tall, but I back then I was even skinnier than I am now. Yeah. So uh, this guy was like two foot shorter than me, just packed full of muscle, and he's like wrapped around my waist, you know. Yeah. And um, 
And so I like, you, you're supposed to like bridge up and turn into them to break the pen. Yeah. But I like bridged up and I turned, but all his weight kept my body in place. I just like felt my ribs go. I was like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Disaster. <You> Why? <laughs> Uh, so that was my first and last amateur match. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess I'm not exactly legitimizing the toughness of our generation with that story. <laughs> I did actually kickbox competitively for uh, quite a few years before yeah. that as a, as a teenager. Um, so that was cool. Uh, but anyway, um, by the time I was 19, I, I really did not, like, I love indie wrestling now, and I always loved wrestling, but... Uh, I didn't really know much about like the internet in, until I was already at uni. Yeah. And um, but I saw a defend indie wrestling sticker on a, I think in a toilet in a club in Shoreditch, and I was like, oh, cool. So I, I googled that, and that led to like a Facebook thing that was like about defend indie and screw indie or something. And then that led to Progress, and then it turned out Progress Wrestling had um, their school. Uh, just like half an hour down the road in Camberwell from yeah. where I was at uni and uh, Newcross in London. And uh, I, I think, I could be wrong, but I think the first time that I went to try and find the wrestling school, I just couldn't find it. I got lost and like, just, I turned up like an hour and a half into a three hour session or something because I couldn't <laughs> find it. And uh, I only found it because it was in some business estate. And there's a load of like, uh, like uh, uh, what do you call it? There's like evangelical. All right, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, sorry, that wasn't supposed to be disrespectful to any uh, evangelical Christians, but it was, like, it was like some of those really intense uh, churches around in this business park. But then I just heard like, oh, ah, oh, and I was like, ah, oh, that sounds like wrestling. And I like pulled up this shutter and Jimmy Havoc was there having people wrestle on the floor, you know. I was like, oh, cool, I think I found it. And um, so that was really cool. And then because it was such a, like, even in the early days, it was such a well-ran like organization like you could train like five days a week and, yeah. and it was my first year of uni so i had like a pretty free schedule as it goes and i decided all i wanted to do was be a wrestler anyway um you just went so, um, yeah so that was awesome and then like obviously now i'm really good friends with eddie and uh his girlfriend i think it listened to that story somehow about the stickers yeah and she was like do you know mambo and he started training because because he found this defend indie sticker and he was like yeah i know it's a great story isn't it? and she was like when we first met you insisted on putting Defend Indie Wrestling stickers everywhere I went with you. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's like, Eddie Dennis, am I right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's cool to like uh, think like now we're such good friends and that's like largely because he was just so <laughs> insistent on putting stickers all over the place. <laughs> so he is the reason you are into pro wrestling. Yeah, 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 I guess, I guess so, yeah. Maybe that story doesn't make me sound all that good. Or I'm not a focused enough teenager to become <laughs> yeah. a good wrestler when I was a teenager. But hey, I mean, like, life is what it is. Huh? You know? You're here now. But growing up, who was your inspiration in the ring and, and who you enjoyed watching? Um, Growing up? Uh, I guess I, I know he sounds like an like, awful person, but uh, Hulk Hogan as a wrestler was just, <laughs> I loved him. Yeah. I, Character-wise, yeah, he was everything, wasn't he? Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. And then obviously, like everyone loved The Rock, and uh, but Mick Foley was like my real my guy. Yeah. Even though looking back at it, I hadn't even watched that much of his stuff, but like when we would play with the wrestling figures and stuff, he was always like the invincible one because he'd been thrown off the cell and stuff. So I'd always be like, ah, they've done everything to him, but they still can't kill him, <laughs> you know? Um, but uh, yeah, and then like. Shawn Michaels, uh, Scotty Too Hotty I loved, yeah. Santino Morella and like Goldust and those kind of like, I, 
I really, really, it's funny because like, I think acting is kind of like, I think loads of acting is kind of, uh, well, not lame, but like not, not really my cup of tea, but like the vignettes and acting in wrestling shows, I think is great. Yeah, I agree. I love <laughs> like, all Like I loved all those like silly skits and stuff. Oh, Mr. Perfect was another one. Yeah. Um, Million Dollar Man I loved. Uh, Randy Orton, uh, after I was through, like, absolutely hating him. Do you know when he did that whole Legend Killer thing? I love the Legend Killer game. Like, I was, I was like, I don't know, not that old, I don't think. But, like, I, I guess I always knew that it was, like, a scripted show and stuff. But yeah. I just hated him so bad. I was like, oh, no, 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 he's gone too far. Like, yeah. no. <laughs> when you look back on it, though, what an amazing gimmick to have, the Legend Killer. Oh, fantastic, yeah. So I just good. always, like, really hated the way, like, all these... Well, it did exactly the job. I always hated the way, like, uh, these dudes didn't, uh, like, they were coming back and I wanted them to be out on top, you know? I was yeah. like, oh, come on, he's a legend. He should just be able to come here and, I don't know, whatever, whatever legend it was, you know, but uh, do his little shtick. But then Randy Orton kicks him in the head or whatever. Yeah. Like, ah, <laughs> you back. You. <laughs> so I'm curious then, as someone who's just started a YouTube channel myself, you and TK oh, cool. Cooper on um youtube you have your own youtube escaping the midcard with tk tell us all about it uh yeah yeah so um it's been it's been really fun actually we started at super strong style because we were pretty much all year ah, it's been like one of the best bits of the year actually like starting that with tk and spike um uh we would just go into all the same shows and stuff and we were really big fans of like uh i don't know if you watch being the elite yes yes but, uh, I do, every like, week episode 90 through to 100 when they were doing the build-up for to cody and, and no not for all in when they were doing the build-up to cody versus kenny oh yeah for like the leadership of the bullet club or whatever yeah. it was just such a cool way of like driving the story like intersplicing it with like really fun just like i, I, I don't really like like vlogs or anything like that i think they're kind of lame but like a good mixture of like silly bits and like actually really compelling storytelling that yeah. like got quite emotional, you know? Um, and we were like, ah, oh, it'd be so sick if we had like a way to progress our storylines like that. And actually, as it's turned out, because we were in the process of running a show called 4TB that we thought would have uh, <laughs> maybe had a few more shows than one, but it turned out not to. But, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, we thought it'd be really cool to like have ways to progress our storylines. Uh, and we're still kind of trying to figure out that because there's so many for like uh being the elite or something that uh their main sort of commitment is to new japan and ring of honor so they have like one linear storyline to follow for yeah. the most part but um i have like completely contradicting storylines between sunday where i just beat the crap out of eddie <laughs> and uh and wednesday where <laughs> where we're in a team together you know yeah so <laughs> we're still kind of trying to still kind of trying to figure out the way that you can intersplice the stories and stuff but it's been really fun to like mess around with because like uh over super strong style weekend we were like oh like no matter what happens it'll always be sweet to just like have this to look back at because it was yeah. like such a fun weekend and stuff and then like it's been cool to like see just hear different people's responses to it really like sometimes you'll be at a show and people will just be like oh my god like wednesdays at work i like my lunch break is so sick because i just stop and watch being the uh being the midcard Escaping, escaping the, the midcard yeah. uh, and stuff. So that was like really nice now because one of the um, sorry, one of the uh, things I always loved about wrestling, I guess it's like the thing I love the most is just like it's literally a way to make people happy. So like if you can do that uh, on YouTube as well for like 
10 stupid minutes, you know, <laughs> then, yeah, then that's really cool. It's made us like way more, well, I don't know about TK because TK has always been pretty like <laughs> suave and cool, but uh, it's definitely, it's been interesting because I feel like so much more comfortable in front of a camera now, like, yeah. uh, I was at Chris Hero's seminar. Yeah, in ring too, but like just talking, I think, because yeah. I was at a Chris Hero seminar like a year or two ago. I was like, ah, uh, like, I feel like I have the dumbest voice and like people think that I put this voice on, I think, but it's just my voice now. <laughs> and, and um, I just, I don't know, I feel like so strange when I talk. And he was like, ah, maybe just get used to talking and that could like even be your thing one day, you know, or whatever. I was like, ah, well, yeah, maybe. So I spent some time, like, I just, like, record myself for 30 seconds just saying jargon, like, every yeah. day for, like, two weeks or a month or something, just to, like, get used to doing it. And that made me more comfy. But it's way different to, like, uh, you're not thinking about it at all when it's with TK because it's just, like, we're just having fun. And then, yeah. like, it is on a camera. Uh, yeah. but that's... Subscribe to Omega Luke Wrestling Podcast. Nailed it. So Chuck, I was checking out your cage match statistics earlier on, and you've oh, been in yeah. two single tournaments this year, and you've won them both. So two big ones as well, the Riptide Championship, of course, um, in Brighton. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Progress World Cup 2018. So that must be a great yes, feeling sir. for you that both companies are pushing you like this. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, so actually, I mean, when you think about it, I've been in three because I was in the Super Strong Style 16 as well. Well, yeah, and, yeah um, I suppose, yeah, that's uh, another one. I give, a, I give a big credit for me being in Super Strong Style 16 to uh, Riptide, like, right from the early days. Uh, they put, like, loads of faith in me, and they were putting me in, like, these big matches. And uh, Chris Brooks uh, took it upon himself to make sure that he brought... I forget what it was in his words. He was like saying it on the car and the way down he was like i'm gonna get fire out of mambo i'm gonna get him pissed off <laughs> or something like that and apparently everyone in the car was like nah you can't do it but like right at the start of the match he just like slapped me in the face and i was like oh yeah, <laughs> this like is this. where we are <laughs> so um so like um so to chris brooks obviously massive thank you but to to riptide for kind of putting me in with like uh a caliber of opponent that like progress were definitely starting to put me in with uh like re really good wrestlers as well i think yeah. that same month i got to wrestle like eddie at the dome or something but yeah. um but because riptide gave me like a really big platform i think progress did see that and then like see the potential in me to be in super strong style that year as well oh definitely um so so that was really awesome and then super strong style obviously like was a really like uh really big deal for my career and everything like i got a lot of busier off the back of that match with zach which was a blast oh yeah but uh that was an incredible match yeah 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 but um then from there like riptide obviously i've been like going up and up and up and i'm like their first champion and that's been sweet and i've got to wrestle like awesome stuff but uh from super strong style like i had a blast that weekend and then i found out whilst i was there because i saw it on the board that i was in the world cup and then i won the world cup and then i got a match with trav but since then i haven't been on a progress show um until i took it upon myself uh this month or last month or whatever yeah like we, at, we at the ballroom very soon yeah but so i mean like it, it's awesome that like progress would give me that platform in the beginning but then like i still had to take it upon myself to uh to get onto the show uh in recent months so definitely so let's talk a little more about your progress career so far then you've you've wrestled for them many times over the five years that you've been wrestling now and you know the crowds by now and and in the normal arena 
I know it was uh, only the pre-show, but what was it like walking out at Wembley Arena for the Battle Royale and to actually win it in front of that huge Wembley audience? Oh, man. Dude, the, uh, the Wembley show was such a blast because, uh, like, we were the pre-show and we were a rumble. And, like, traditionally, well, not, not, not traditionally in any sort of proud sense of the word tradition, but... Um, like I've been on many, many shows where the the rumble is like the unplanned, like no one's really taken it very seriously, and and they're always quite underwhelming kind yeah. of match, you know. Uh, but this one was like pretty damn well put together, you know, like very exciting. Um, but all the same, like I don't know, just something about it, like maybe just how many people were in the match or whatever. Like to start with. Um, like, it didn't really sink in that we were, like, wrestling at Wembley or something. Like, uh, there was a big queue of everybody ready to go out because, you know, we were all going out to, like, the same music for the most part. Yeah. Um, behind the behind the, the curtain, yeah. you know? And um, <laughs> TK being TK just grabbed me and goes, like, come on, Mambo, let's go to the front. <laughs> <laughs> so we just walk out and it was, I don't know. Was, I remember I did a ring crew job for... TNA there quite a while ago. Yeah. And I looked around then and was like, do you know what? Like, I wouldn't be intimidated by wrestling in this venue. So I, I, I went out and um, was in the venue and I was like, ah, oh, this is just cool, man. Like, and um, so many of the like fans are at so many shows that we're like quite familiar with a lot of them, you know? So like you could actually make out even in a, in a crowd that size, you could like make out like some the friendly regular. faces and yeah. stuff. And that was like pretty awesome just to be like, ah, oh, hey, like, you know, good to see you dudes. Yeah. And um and then TK just like got right up there on the turnbuckle and uh and was like striking his pose and I was like, Oh, that's pretty sweet. Like I'm gonna do that too. But then he has like I guess way better balance than me on the turnbuckle because I just kept like kinda of wobbling. But he was just there <laughs> looking really cool. <laughs> but um uh, yeah, anyway, all that to say. Uh it was like awesome and great, but like it didn't really settle in until like I super kicked past her over the top rope. Yeah. And then I see it's like the final four and I'm like, oh, wow. And then the crowd kind of start coming up. I was like, oh, this is cool, man. Like, wow, good. Yeah. Just get a load of this. And then, um, like, obviously TK and Spike, like I, I really like Ridgeway as well, but like TK and Spike live just down the road from me and we hang out like all the time. Um, and we're just like all in Wembley Arena together, you know, that was, that was wild. Okay. And then there's a bit where uh, like, um, me and TK are there on the apron doing, like, a bit of a yay boo. And, like, we're in front of, like, 5,000 people, you know. And he, I just heard him go, like, this is good. Let's just keep going. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is sick. <laughs> just, like, improvising with <laughs> 5,000 people in the audience, you know. Like, just having a good time with your best friends. Like, yeah. It was, yeah, yeah just, like, such a nice day, you know. <laughs> really great. So the World Cup. as well. Oh, okay, oh, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 no, I was just going to say it's funny because there was a uh, like really nice catering backstage at Wembley yeah. and you can definitely tell the people that have like worked for WWE and the people that haven't because <laughs> like all the like, you know, guys that are, that's just part of their like day job or whatever is like <laughs> just going about the day having this nice food. Whereas I was just, I walked in and I was like, oh, oh my God, I'd already bought like a meal deal from Sainsbury's. I was like, well, that was a waste of three quid. <laughs> <laughs> it was great it's funny as well being in the same locker room because um uh when when they were doing the tna ring job thing uh there's a bathroom backstage in the hallway and i went in there and uh i, I just came back out and 
um, some camera guy down the hall was like, get the fuck back in there. <laughs> I was like, what? And it turned out they were like filming, you know, when they film people like just before they come through the curtain. Oh yeah. They, like the Goldberg yeah. effect. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the Goldberg thing, but they were doing it for Matt Hardy. <laughs> I just ruined the shot. By, like, <laughs> I don't know if it was like a test run or something. Cause I never heard any tell of it being on TV or something and no one was mad, but like, <laughs> it was just funny being back there and thinking like, ah, the same hallway where I, <laughs> accidentally photobombed Matt Hardy (laughs) (laughs) that is amazing (laughs) so let's talk about the World Cup let's expand more on this because this is a great tournament held by Progress um, yeah and it held more than one country unlike the WWE disaster we've seen recently you were obviously Uh representing (laughs) England Uh, you had the fans backing all the way through even beating Bad Bones from Germany in the semi-final how awesome was it being featured and being the guy to represent Progress for England out of all the English talent that they have at Progress. Yeah, no, honestly, that was, that was like, one of my uh, biggest, like, proudest uh, things I think I've done. Because I know, like, obviously wrestling is, like, wrestling, but, like, to to be able to sort of represent... I genuinely think British wrestling is, like, either the best or, like, in contention for the best wrestling scene oh, in the world, you know? Yeah. Like, I think I said it in a promo at the time, just, like, the last couple of years have been, like, so... I've been so happy all the time just because like the wrestling community, no matter where you go in the country is just like, so like friendly and welcoming and supporting and yeah. awesome. So like, it was really cool to get to represent that even on like a, you know, however level of staged <laughs> you, you want to believe wrestling is, yeah. is still cool to uh, like uh, get to represent that. So yeah. that was really sweet. Um, I don't know enough about football, but I, I get that there was some sort of heat between Germany and England about penalties. So yes. that was that was fun. The Bad Bones match was a, uh, such a blast, though. Like I never wrestled Bad Bones before or anything like that, but he was just such a like such a funny guy and like nice guy. And but then in the ring, just like He's such a, a bastard. Yeah, because you got re- you got seriously <laughs> beaten up right? after the match of the semi final match. After the match, chairs yeah, and like, everything, uh, and then before oh, the yeah, final. Chairs are- and before the final, yeah. yeah. It was a long night at the office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun one, though. So, I mean, no complaints. Yeah. <laughs> but, so what's um, it like working for, for Progress? Because obviously it is punk rock wrestling. It's wrestling for adults. The crowds are wild. You must have such an amazing time working for a company like that. And Jim Smallman and Glenn Joseph. What are they like to work for? Oh, uh, yeah, man. It's, it's, a, it's a blast. I think, like, I suppose I've had... Uh, I don't know what you'd call it. Like, because it was where I trained, like, I kind of consider myself having started, like, when I started training there because that was when I, like, really took it seriously. Even though the other schools were, like, really cool. Like, that was where I was, like, really, like, okay, I'm going to be a wrestler. Yeah. And um, so, like, I've always had, like, quite a, like, soft friendly, soft, well, yeah, obviously a soft spot. But, like, I didn't realize that it would become <laughs> what it is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. They're just like, it's a really sweet, sweet company to be a part of. And like, just really, like I was saying about the British wrestling community as a whole, really just like super fun. And like, even though they've reached these wicked cool heights, like everyone's still just really grounded and humble. And yeah, like it's, it feels the same now as it did when it was in the garage, you know? Yeah. Well, you've been <laughs> so wrestling really for them sweet. for so long, but like they've always been amazing. It's just like you said, this popularity. Because I remember watching... Chapter 13, Prince Devitt versus Zack Sabre Jr., like the other day. And Dude, what a that match. was an amazing match. Mm, yeah, and that was so yeah. long ago now. So it, it has always yeah, been. Yeah, I can't great. believe how quickly time goes, as it turns out, man. Like, 
I, uh, yeah, because those guys are like, well, Devitt's on Raw now all the time, right? Or, yeah. Yeah, and like Zach is, you know, lighting up New Japan all the time. And like, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, time went way quicker than I expected that it would. Um, but that's so cool that they've like, that they're doing all that. Yeah, I don't really know what my point is there. Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> so what's, what's it like? Is it something that attracts you to, to continue to wrestle for progress? Because it's, it's always been something that's been great wrestling, and now the popularity is just getting better and better. Oh, I see. Yeah, well, so I, <laughs> um, I went to the wrestling school before I'd seen any progress stuff, because like I said, I didn't really know much about the internet and that. Yeah. And um, uh, I think Glenn had been there talking about like how their fans were so raucous and stuff. But I mean, every, every wrestling promoter talks about how their fans are the best fans. Like oh, even yeah. if they've got like 12 people in a room, you know, and no disrespect to that because that's, no, that's wrestling too. And I love yeah. that as well. And that's their job to do that. Yeah. But like, uh, I kind of thought it was just like, uh, you know, promoters talking about their company being the best company. But then like I went to chapter nine and that was the one where Jimmy turned and stuff. Yeah. I was just like, Oh, I was supposed to get to chapter eight, but I got the times wrong. <laughs> but, um, uh, but I went to chapter nine, and like, oh, like I just, it just blew my mind that like this was what wrestling in England on an indie can can be. And like, obviously, if I'd have uh, known more than like, I, well, no, not even if I had known more, like I just, it just really changed my whole perspective on like how. Um, like, I don't know, just like how much you can feel it with, like, your gut, you know? Like, you know yeah. when you, like, feel the emotion in, like, your solar plexus and yeah. just be like, oh! And just, like, I didn't really know anyone in the crowd, but I was just, like, grabbing strangers and shouting, like, ah! And the, the caliber of wrestling was so insane. And then, like, you know when you're like, oh, like, that was, that was a great show, and, like, Chapter 10 will be a great show, but obviously it won't be as good, but, like, it'll still be a great show. Yeah. But, but like, you kind of have, like, a little bit of a nervous, like, oh, I hope they could top it, but but they won't. <laughs> um, but like, then they topped it with chapter 10 and they chopped it with chapter 11, you know? And it was just like, for, for such a long time, it was just like, oh my God, we're like, we just keep on building somehow and like continually breaking what I thought you could see yeah. from wrestling. So like, anytime that I get to wrestle for progress, obviously like, uh, that, that was like my first experience of progress. And like, it's always been that kind of feeling to me that like, um, they did, yeah, they just somehow keep getting better and better and better. <laughs> and that's what, and that, 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 like, atmosphere and, like, how crazy fun the fans are and everything, you know? Like, just, just the whole thing. Like, the the level of uh, talent on the card means that you really have to <laughs> make a case for yourself to be on there, I guess. Yeah, so, like, well, that, it brings out the best in everybody, I think. And, and the atmosphere. And, well, that leads yeah, me into my... My next question, actually, the, this year, as well as following your World Cup win, you faced Travis Banks in a Progress World Title match. Now, unfortunately, you didn't get the win over him uh, through his amazing heel run that he's had as champion this year. But uh, what's yeah. the difference to you going into a World Title match against a standard in, in a, against like a normal standard of a single match? Do you approach it in any way different, maybe to try and press the fans a little bit more and get the attention of Jim and Glenn even more for future opportunities? Um, I mean, obviously it was a huge, huge opportunity because like the Progress Wrestling belt is like, uh, or the, the world title is like one of the most sought after belts, I suppose, in wrestling. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, generally my game plan is the same going in no matter what. Like I, I think I tried to be a bit more focused that day. Like uh, I, um, it's probably happened over the last year, really. But like uh, where I used to like really. Hello? I, I can't hear you. Connection's lost. Ooh. Oh, there Hello? Yep. You there? Sorry, carry on. Yeah, I can hear you now. Cool. Yeah, where were they? I was saying, uh, oh, like, uh, where I, I used to kind of be a little uncomfortable if, like, the crowd were silent or something. I'd be like, oh, like, I hope everyone's still having a good time. It's my job to entertain them, you know? Like, <laughs> now, now, I, now I think of it more as, like, you know, I'm, I'm here to, to win a match. And, and if the Progress Wrestling belt is on the line, then that's got to be my priority uh, more than have the fans... Uh, having a good time you know which obviously that is a huge priority as well yeah but um like when you're in a match like that you gotta really just <laughs> focus on winning <laughs> definitely um so yeah I, I guess that would be like the main difference but then uh, i've gotten so much more comfortable with wrestling over the last year just because i've been so lucky to wrestle so much this year that these days i'm not i mean i really like my my main perspective on wrestling is that you know life is tough and the fans deserve a nice time <laughs> whilst yeah. they're at the wrestling but um, uh, when I'm in the ring, like I, I feel a lot more comfortable now to focus on winning than than to constantly make sure that the fans are cheering any particular thing because the fans are crazy and they'll they'll uh, you know they're very creative with their, <laughs> their chants and whatnot <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just learning I suppose that there's nothing wrong with letting them be quiet and just digest the wrestling you know because yeah. your job is to be there and win <laughs> definitely. What about your heel turn then? Let's let's finally cut to the chase of, of what's happened recently in Progress. After being one of the most loved wrestlers as a babyface at Progress, you seem to make the save for Jimmy Havoc before the really shocking, and by the looks of it, reluctant at first by you, heel turn on Jimmy Havoc. How much fun was that shock to shock the Progress crowd? Yeah, um... um... So you can say heel turn or, or you can say just doing what's right for you, really, because I didn't... Actually, I was a bit surprised how much I enjoyed it, to be honest. Like, But I, I didn't uh, get any joy from the idea of doing that to Jimmy, and I wouldn't have chosen to. But like you say, I was one of the most loved uh, uh, baby faces in the company, but uh, I hadn't been on since my match with Trav, you know, like... <laughs> It's all well and good being loved, but it's pretty important to be booked as well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and that was that, that. Really, that was my uh, my choice that I weighed up. That um, the fans' support has always been like awesome, uh, and and I've really appreciate it. And it feels really nice, you know, to have people like really love and support you when you're wrestling. But ultimately, uh, if I want to make it like to the upper echelons of progress and wrestling across the whole country then i <laughs> i have to be on the card <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and if they're not going to put me on the card um, you'll force them to yeah you know like i have to do what i have to do to be seen and uh i guess the time was right like drew had put the call out uh, me and bill kind of we obviously we haven't been tagging for quite a long time but he's sort of we all talked about it and uh i just feel like it was the, the right thing to do for me yeah <laughs> so 
You yeah, even got um, a, a fuck you mambo chant going. How much that yeah, must have been weird did, for you. Yeah, I did, yeah. And like, I, yeah, I was, I was quite surprised because I didn't expect to get any joy out of that, but I did actually, uh, <laughs> <laughs> did get a little bit of a buzz from it. <laughs> I bet. It's been interesting though, because quite a lot of people came up to me at the merch table at um, Manchester and uh, it's been interesting, like, you know, a lot of fans actually agree with us that, you know, some people's time... Uh, yeah, it's up. Yeah, and it's our time, you know. And if if someone's not going to give you, well, I think honestly, I think it's a mistake that I've made. Like, I I think I said uh, on a promo in progress, but I've been really grateful to everyone for building up the scene and for like building the house, you know. But I didn't. It only hit me in recent months. Like, I'm very grateful for a house that I'm not seemingly that welcoming. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, if they're going to hog it, then you got to kick them out. Definitely. Uh, and it seems like this new faction is formed then. You, uh, Drew Parker, William Eva, and Spike. Um, yeah. One of my mates, um, who's a massive fan of yours, wants to know. He's called Jack Duffield, so shout out to Jack. He's a massive fan of you and Progress in general. He wants to know, Chuck, what is it now like working here and being part of the Do Not Resuscitate faction? Uh, hey, uh, what, what did you say his name was? Jack? Jack, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jack, man. Um... What is it like? Uh, it's kind of liberating in a way. Like, you know what I was saying about, like, it's, it's really nice, the fans uh, the fans cheering you and supporting you and stuff. But however, the last year, I haven't, uh, I've, like, learned to not worry about that so much and to just focus on winning. Yeah. It's kind of like the, ne- the next level of that, I suppose. Just not having to worry about, you know, uh, trying to wrestle in the way that is moral or the way that is right. Yeah. Or the way that the fans are going to like, and to just purely think about uh, uh, how am I going to beat the person who is in the ring, or how am I going to make progress and the progress fans uh, uh, pay attention to yeah. well to us, but like, to me, <laughs> yeah. and um, to, to to have to focus on me and and give me the push that I think I've deserved uh, for at least a year, if not more. Um, so yeah, it's quite it's quite liberating, and and like I say, I was surprised that I actually quite enjoyed um, the the energy from the fans, just how shocked they were by what we were doing. But I suppose maybe that was just because they were finally giving me attention. Yeah. <laughs> Which the fan the fans have always been great. I have no problem with the fans, but like they can't give you attention if you're not on the show, can they? So, you know, um, and if people are going to hog spots on the show, then we're going to have to do something about it and take yeah. it from them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's where we're at. <laughs> Definitely. So let's go into like the different companies now that you you've worked for. This year alone, you've actually worked for sixteen different companies, and in 2017 it was eighteen. Is this like um, is this the idea for you to wrestle anywhere and everywhere at this point in your career? Get the exposure that you've worked hard for and that you deserve. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Is that was sixteen companies this year. Sixteen companies this year, yeah, according to Cage That's, Match. It's pretty good going. Uh, take that. Quite proud um, of yourself, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't especially have a game plan, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> I just really love wrestling, and I've been real surprised, like, I'm, like very happily surprised how, how busy wrestling's gotten this year, yeah. and um, it's been awesome. So, like, thank you to everyone that's made that possible, you know, all, the, all the fans. I know I was just talking about, you know, not worrying about the fans, but the, the fans do make it possible. So. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> um for supporting wrestling in general and yeah uh i just, i honestly i really really love uh wrestling like whatever uh 
whatever venue or crowd it might be, you know. So anytime I can wrestle, um, I'm glad to. <laughs> I yeah. guess that's the plan right now. And like you say, yeah, more exposure is always better. I'd love to travel. I'm heading out to uh, Denmark, I think, next year for Body Slammers. I'd love to. I'd love to get over to like Spain for Triple W. Yeah. Love to be involved with WXW. It'd be great to go to like Japan or Wrestle America or Mexico. Just wrestle as many places as possible, really. And uh, one of my big priorities. Uh, it's a shame that Riptide had to like run a few less shows this year, this coming year. Yeah. But I'd really like to um, to to like get some eyes on the Riptide title yeah. and uh, make make that like a, a prestigious belt in in British wrestling. Oh, definitely. So progress is your usual home that you have the most matches in a year for, but this year has seen a change in that. And in fact, Attack, the company owned, I think, I believe it's actually Pete Dunn who is the, the owner of the company. I think, is that right? Um, I believe so. I know yeah. he founded it with Jim Lee and That's maybe right, Mark. Yeah. Um, um, it's actually the company that you've worked for most this year, an incredible 21 matches, including recently as well, a few tag team title matches with Drew Parker for nothing Oh, yeah, prove. man. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It must be great knowing that you have such a variety of matches where you're going from singles matches to tag team matches to titles matches for both of them and to change it up a lot. It must be quite fun for you. Oh, yeah, man. It's been a real blast. There was one weekend this year. I can't remember which weekend it was, but um, I had like a scramble match at Fight Club, then another scramble match at Fight Club, then a beach ball warfare match at SWA. And then the next day I had um, like a singles match, I think, or, or it might have been a tag match. Or, but, but like um, just getting to do so many like different uh, wrestling matches, you know, Yeah. Uh, in like such a uh, it's just really, really creatively fulfilling because you get to be a good guy. You get to be a bad guy. You get to like play with two bodies. So you get to play with four bodies and like, the well, you know, like <clears throat> court. No. <clears throat> <clears throat> not choreographed yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't mean that I'm playing with the bodies but you know what I mean like organizing uh, coming up with creative stuff for like what to do with two bodies or four bodies or eight eight bodies and it, it's just like really sweet to get to do that many different types of uh, types of uh, match yeah definitely <laughs> yeah like huge huge thanks to Attack for keeping me so busy as well <laughs> oh yeah definitely 21 matches that's some going this year yeah well you know um, onwards and upwards I'd like to do how many matches are there in a how many weeks? 52. 52, yeah. There's 52 weeks in a year. Five matches a week. Like 250 next year would be the You're deal. You're talking to El Ligero terms there, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I have to try and uh, give him a run for his money one day. It might take a few more years to get that busy. I don't know. But uh, anyway, if anybody is listening who would like a wrestler, <laughs> the more I can wrestle, the better. So. Yeah, Definitely. So how do you feel 2018 has been for you? Because in my eyes, it's sort of a breakout year for you with the Riptide oh, Championship, yeah. Progress World Cup, that sort of thing. And even defending it against Eddie Dennis, of course, your good friend, as recent as November. How do you feel it's been for you? Yeah, no, it's been it's been a blast, man. It's been super, super, super fun. Um, I Yeah, I going into this year was hoping my big aim, I think I said it on Flash Morgan's podcast, and it turns out he knew I was in the super strong style as well. I didn't know, but he knew. So bless him for keeping it secret. But um, <laughs> yeah, I thought this year my aim was to make a big case for myself to be in super strong style 16 next year. Uh, and then I thought that would be a big platform to like raise my profile and become a bigger, uh, you know, a busier wrestler uh, off the back of that. Yeah. But then surprisingly to me, this has been like a big breakout year. So I guess uh, 
the aim is to use this breakout year as a sort of a launch pad for an even breaky out year year next year yeah. <laughs> i guess <laughs> but yeah oh no man it's just been such a pleasure and a joy this year i can't thank everyone enough it's been, yeah it's been great and i i mean i know i was kind of talking in character or whatever earlier but like progress were a huge part of that too so thank oh, you yeah, progress <laughs> This is sort of like a, a lead into my next question as well. Um, with the recent rumours that NXT guys will no longer be able to uh, be available as often for the indie companies, a lot of people have been complaining and worried about this that we're not going to see them as much on the indies. In my eyes, it's a great thing because we see them every week already on the you know the WWE Network and so on and so forth. And now like the, the mid-card guys maybe get their chance at the top and absolutely pun intended escape the mid card like you and TK <laughs> are doing um what's your opinions on this is this a good thing this is obviously a good thing for you oh yeah i think it's a great thing for everybody i mean um i honestly i do not know that much about wrestling hearsay and stuff but uh i think like if one wrestler gets uh signed or something you know they get like a you deserve it chant and like you know everyone's so happy for them and then this whole great roster of wrestlers have worked their balls off i know i know what i was saying in character earlier they've like worked so hard to make this scene like incredible yeah but a, a big part of them working so hard obviously was the dream of working at wwe yeah <laughs> and and now they have that and like that's sick they and they absolutely deserve it and like we all should be thankful for like the work that they put in to make the scene so big on on the way there and we had like two years of having a touring wwe uk champion that could also do indies like that's mad yeah, that's, that's <laughs> um, unbelievable guys like it's been so sick so like i do think it's a bit unfair if uh, people give them any grief <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. because because they've just been like breaking their tailbone to, for their own careers and for the scene and now they get to wrestle at the wwe i guess more full-time or whatever yeah it's fucking sweet yeah i know i was, <laughs> and, I was at a, a show on on saturday just gone and uh, i was speaking to flash and, and travis and sort of asked them about the wwe and how they're finding it and you know they're loving it as well and you know it's it's so good for like security wise for them for like the um to constantly have like obviously money coming in but basically yeah. the same thing like it's great because now the people who we know have the talent um, who maybe aren't getting the opportunities on the indies that they deserve will now get that opportunity. The people well, like yeah, that you was the and, next and bit. TK. I was say yeah. that, yeah, <laughs> from, a, from a purely self-interest point of view. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's also very great for me. <laughs> Definitely. It's like I say, I'd love to wrestle uh, more places. You know, there's a lot of places there. Like Defiant is another big one that I'd really love to get yeah. to, you know. Hopefully uh, get some more uh, some more time at Rev Pro because I've been having a really good time wrestling with them this year. Yeah. So, um uh, yeah, just uh, I, I think it, it. You know, they're moving up to to the WWE or or moving you know along to the WWE, however you want to view it. Because I mean, there's lots of other wrestling companies that are also, you know, there's a different flavor for everybody. So. Oh yeah, definitely. not not to try and say that you know wrestling for other companies isn't as good as wrestling for WWE because I think it, it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, if people are wrestling for wwe and then that frees up spots for us and for everybody else and then just hopefully it's kind of like a promotion for everybody <laughs> yeah definitely uh so i think that's sweet yeah because personally i am from plymouth and like i said um we have a new company down here uh called reach wrestling run by grayson reeves and jason king you've just said how you'd like to work for a lot more companies different places 
the, the last time I spoke to Grayson, we mentioned how many great wrestlers he gets down here, but I want to see Chuck Mamble down here for Reach Wrestling. Could that be something oh, nice. you'd be interested in 2019? I want to see Chuck Mambo down there for Reach Wrestling. Yes, that would be something I'm definitely interested in. Well, I'll put the call out. I'll speak to Grayson, and we'll see if we can make that happen in 2019. Because Sounds good to me, man. Thank you. That. So let's go um, now a little bit into your opinions and, and, and your past experiences. Chuck, what is your favorite match that you've been involved in? My favorite? Ooh, there is a lot of goodies. Um... I tell you what, someone asked me my highlights of uh, 2018 yesterday, and I answered, and I fucking I forgot to say this, and I really wish that I had the death match that I had with uh, Ricky Shane Page uh, attack. Oh, yeah. It was just uh, such a buzz, man. Like, really crazy. Really, really, really good fun. Um, so that was really nice. The one match did I have with Eddie? There was a match I had with Eddie at Riptide. All of my matches with Eddie are great because, like, he was like my first favorite sort of British indie wrestler. Yeah. So anytime I get to wrestle him, it's a bit like, woo. Yeah. Um, but that was, that was a total blast when we wrestled for the Riptide title. But also when we wrestled for like his spot in the tournament, it got ruined. It got ruined like six minutes in or something by uh, Gideon Gray and Curtis Chapman. But it was still a really fun time. Like really, really fun time. Um, and me and Sex Smith had a tag match with the Hunter Brothers at Attack. That was just like, but maybe we had a couple. Like, just every time that you get to wrestle the Hunter Brothers, basically, is an absolute hoot. Um, yeah. Because they're just, oh, they're just such like, I don't even really know how to explain it, but there's just such an aura of like, ah, oh, you guys are like real, like just proper wrestler legends of the like British wrestling scene. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. So that's, I don't know, just, <laughs> just in awe of the Hunters, I guess. Um, <laughs> Oh, and we got to wrestle in a TLC match uh, attack recently, and that was like also just an absolute blast, man. That was that was obviously the match with Zach was absolutely sick as well. Yeah, um, I don't know. I'm just rambling now about all the all the fun all matches. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, got to wrestle Devlin as well at the the Riptide tournament, and that yeah. was sweet. Oh, and then Helico, he was a blast. Yeah. Um, the match with Spike as well. The match with Spike where I won the title. That really, that was like a real standout from the year. Because that was just a blast. Definitely. Um, and obviously you, you won the title from it. So it's going to be And I won the title. So that's so. always going to be nice. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm sure that I'm missing out tons of them. And I always feel ungrateful when I, I think about it after this uh, podcast. And I'll be like, ah, oh, God, I should have said this. <laughs> They're going to think that I'm ungrateful. Whatever. What about your favorite <laughs> I... opponent? Do you have a favorite opponent that you wrestle? A favorite opponent. <laughs> Jack Cave. I love wrestling Jack Cave. There's a lot of other wrestlers also that are my favorite opponents. But every time that I've got to wrestle Jack Cave, it's been an absolute hoot. Also, like I said before, like Eddie, because we train together a lot as well. So like, oh, or TK, you know, or, or Spike, because yeah. like, we, we train together quite a lot. So like, there's a lot of the time where, you know, we can just kind of feel how it's going. And, yeah, and, like, and because you're close friends as well, it definitely helps. Yeah, there's like a chemistry there that makes it like really, really fun to wrestle. Yeah. And uh, like I said, the Hunter Brothers, and um, uh, I'm sure that I'm going to be missing someone here. But uh, they're the ones that come off the top of my head. Yeah. What about your future then? Who is someone that you really want to wrestle who you haven't wrestled yet? Oh, okay. So last year, I made a, a list of people that I wanted to wrestle. It was Eddie Dennis, Rampage Brown, and Zach Gibson. Oh, fucking Zach Gibson is another one that I really want to rest. Uh, that is a favorite opponent type thing, you know? <laughs> um, 
Uh, anyway, so I, I got to wrestle Eddie, and I got to wrestle Zach, and then I made a new list that was Zach Saber, Mike Hitchman, and Mike Bird. And I got to wrestle Mike Bird, and I got to wrestle Zach Saber. But I still, I was supposed to wrestle Wild Boy Mike Hitchman, um, but I can't remember why. I, something changed about the card that I didn't get to wrestle him, unfortunately. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to wrestling uh hitch at some point yeah he is great because I, I remember speaking to someone and they uh they told me that who knows pete dunn and they said that um pete dunn's opinion is wild boar is so underrated and one of the best around oh my god yeah i mean yeah have you ever watched him live yeah i have yeah, yeah. well then you know <laughs> yeah he's, he's so good i've seen him in plymouth for nxt uk not so long ago actually oh yeah and that's so sick that he's on that platform because eh? he's just perfect for it like such a crazy look and, and an intense wrestler and just uh just uh just yeah uh, kind of like the hunters you just watch them wrestling and you're just like this is everything i love about wrestling <laughs> this yeah. is just great <laughs> this is this stuff um so that's yeah that i'm really hoping one day i get to wrestle him and uh, of course, Rampage Brown, one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, yeah. uh, who I didn't manage to tick off that first year. Um, so I'd love to wrestle him at some point. That'd be that'd be awesome. That would be a really good match because it's completely two different styles with you two. Because he is a massive brute, and you're more of a slender type. I think that would yeah. be a really good match. Yeah, I don't really know what the match would look like to be honest, <laughs> but yeah. uh, but it would be a. And actually, in in that vein, uh, Chris Brooks told me that Walter would wrestle me because. Uh, because I'm jacked and I take a good beat and, and he respects that. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome to hear that. Because he is a so, big uh, name, Walter. He is a big old dude, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that would be a that would be a blast as well, you know. Uh, and anytime I get to wrestle TK is always fun too. Yeah. Was definitely. that the question? Who would I like to wrestle? Yeah, who would you want to wrestle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah <laughs> what about 2019, Chuck? What is your goals for 2019 to escape the mid card? Make Chuck Mamba more of a household name and wrestling even more so. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess our, our big goal is to escape the mid card, as per. Um, but also, yeah, to, to just to wrestle as many places as I can. You know, man. I mean, like, uh, there's yeah, there's there's still a good few companies that I that like. Uh, I, maybe recent revelations would have opened doors too. You know, because they yeah. might need some new guys or whatever, and uh, that'd be really sweet. And um, yeah, just to wrestle around, have fun. Um, and that's, yeah, that's the goal, really. <laughs> what about <laughs> long-term goals, then? Is NXT UK something that you would like to be a part of or maybe go overseas and, and go for, like, Japan and New Japan and that sort of style and, and grow the indie scene more? Oh, well, uh, NXT UK looks great to me. <laughs> yeah. But then so does Japan. And I'd really like to see some of the world, you know. Um, so I think... Basically, any way that I can make my living still out of being a professional wrestler. Yeah, <laughs> um, a bit of both. Because I honestly, I really think that like pro wrestling is such a cool thing because it makes people happy, you know. Oh yeah. So if if I can make like uh, my living out of making people happy, then <laughs> wherever I can do that, I'll be pretty damn happy to do it. I think NXT is like a great, great, great goal for anyone in the country to have because uh, because I mean. It's, the WWE is like right on our doorstep. Yeah, it's so well <laughs> and they run seem as to well, really respect. NXT. Yeah, I don't know. I think they really like have a good respect for British wrestling as well. Yeah. So, so that's awesome. But obviously, like anytime if I got a chance to like get to Japan or something, then that would be awesome too. I'd really like to go check out Mexico as well because that 
seems like a, a hoot. And oh, I'd yeah. love to wrestle for OTT. I, I would really love to wrestle for OTT as well. Yeah. So um, maybe you get so, to fight Volta and OTT for the title. That'd be something. Yeah, to look to. <laughs> yeah that'd be badass, eh? Hey? Oh man! <laughs> oh my god! Did you see that whole hype package? But uh, obviously the match as well was. <laughs> Now I make it sound like the hype package is more important than the match. The match was definitely yeah, it was amazing, the coolest yeah. thing. But the the whole hype package into the match, like between so Devlin and doing hype and then like uh, and then the, the rematch of the tag match and all the drama with David yeah. Starr. Oh my god, just so crazy. OTT is another company that people are sleeping on, and not enough people are watching. I, I really do think. Is that oh, okay? Well, I mean, I only ever obviously have like kind of the experience from the wrestlers who like already know that it's really great. Like I never know what's being slept on or what's not being slept on or whatever. But, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I was surprised to hear it about attack. I just assumed that everyone knew that attack was the balls and same with OTT, you know, like yeah. <laughs> the product speaks for itself. But... Yeah, definitely. Well, Chuck, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Thank you very much for coming on. Where can people uh, yeah, come watch you me, wrestle man. in the new year? Do you have any dates booked yet? Oh, yeah, I, I actually have a good lot of dates booked there in the calendar. Um, there's going to be a uh, a good few Riptide shows. You should come down because I'm going to make it my mission to put on the best matches I possibly can for that title, assuming I still have it after February. Um, what else is going on? There's going to be a, a hefty lot of attack dates going down, um, so you should come along to any of those and all of those. Uh, I am going to try and... You know, I'm putting the legwork in to make sure that Progress have to book me on all of their shows. Yep. Um, and there's a new company in Sheffield, which is called Breed. Uh, they're going to have their first tournament on February 10th. Uh, all of Escape in the Midcard are going to be there. So uh, that'll be a cool show. I'm trying to think what else is going on. If you're in Denmark, I'll be there in like uh, January and March, I think, for Body Slammers. And I'm really looking forward to that because. Uh, Bill was over there. Bill Eva was over there. He said he had like an absolute hoot. So uh, that should be sweet. That is off the top of my head uh, what I can remember. Oh, and uh, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that I'll be uh, as involved with Fight Club as I have been in the last couple of months because Fight Club has just been like a bloody joy. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's some of the big ones coming up next year. There should be a lot of places to find me. I'm not really into the whole like posting your calendar or whatever, you know, like the, um, but uh uh, maybe I should do that because then people will know where to come and see me. So. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to try and get you at Reach Wrestling. That is, that is going to be my goal in 2019. And Reach to get Wrestling. Oh, yeah. Nice. It starts early this year, actually. I don't know about Reach, but I think like January 4th, there's an attack show. So, you know, um, there won't be any January lol. No. <laughs> but where can people find you on the social medias and pick up some Chuck Mambo escape and escape in the mid-card match? Ho-ho. Uh, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram. Or, I mean, you can find me on Facebook, but like, I never go on there anymore. Like, have you found out that Facebook is just like not a good place to be anymore? I rarely use Facebook anymore. Yeah, it's really. just kind of yeah. lame, huh? Like, and then like, you because you've had it since you're like 15 or something, you've added so many people that like, <laughs> you don't even know who they are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like, the majority of stuff you have to read is just like, oh well, I think dogs are better than cats or some shit like <laughs> from someone that you don't even know. <laughs> so. Yeah, so I never really update the Facebook one. But, um, uh, oh, yeah, just at Chuck Mando is the handle for those uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Or go to youtube.com forward slash TKM 
ETM uh, for any Escape in the Midcard episodes. And you can buy my merch and the final few uh, Escape in the Midcard t-shirts at mambomerch.bigcartel.com. As a matter of fact, whilst we've been having this chat, I've been designing this uh, new t-shirt, right? It's a long sleeve t-shirt. Yeah. It says... It's going to say it, but it's going to be a, a pink and yellow zebra print on a black T-shirt. How about that? Huh? Awesome. Um, no more Mr. Nice Man, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to tweet that one out. Yeah, man. And then, um, and then along the sleeves, because when I was going to wrestle Timothy Thatcher the other day, this dude uh, messaged me on Instagram. Or maybe do that. I'm sorry. I can never tell of Instagram handles. But um, they messaged me like, yeah, smash his face, win the match, and party hard. <laughs> 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 you have to use so, that one. Uh, yeah, maybe I have to check with Eddie because his his whole thing is party hard actually. But, yeah. Uh... But anyway, thank you very much, Chuck Mamble, for joining me today. What's up, IMLP? And you are listening to Wrestling Luke Omega podcast. Maybe I think I fucked it up, but anyways, you should subscribe. How funny and awesome is Chuck Mamble, by the way? Thank you very much for Chuck for coming on to begin with, but also for giving me a fantastic interview. And for the kind words after, he told me after, and he even tweeted it out. The guy, just like TK, will have a huge 2019. So yet again, don't say I didn't warn you when these guys become super popular next year. By the way, did you hear some familiar voices during the cuts between the episode? Omega Luke's new friends giving a shout out to the brand, no biggie. They actually insisted on doing that themselves, which... When I met them, I didn't really expect. I didn't even ask them to to do that for me. But And if you believe that bullshit, then you'll believe anything. Man, Saturday was such an awesome day, guys. I cannot wait to learn how to edit and get this video out. But like I said, I'm learning and I want it to be perfect. So you maybe waiting a little longer is a good thing. For now, anyway. Upcoming episodes then guys, let's quickly run through a few. We have the Fantasy Booking League making a return on Monday with an awesome match. JSP Josh and Stu podcast against the newcomers royally rumbled. And this match means a lot more than just two points after the rivalry these two had in the JSPL. So don't miss that. I hope you enjoyed the Rock Cry Guy episode 2 by the way. How awesome was that? Had some great feedback from people, people I've never even spoken to before, tweeting me, telling me how they cried all the way through the episode because of how emotional and amazing it was. So if you haven't already checked out, the Rock episode with Nev is stellar. And of course, the Brendan Wyatt episode, which came out on Sunday night, great interview once again. Awesome guy, Brendan, spoke to him quite a lot recently. He's the type of person I'd love to see get an opportunity somewhere like Progress this year because he is shit hot in the ring and I really do think he'll be massive. But guys, there is plenty more to come. More interviews, more fantasy bookings, more awesome discussions with the wrestling community and I am just getting started. Me and Wilfred were speaking the other day about growth and how far we've come from both starting in round about July time. And I'm so proud of the journey so far, but I want more. I want to take you all on this journey with me to go as high as I can go and your support means the world so keep listening make sure you are subscribed you give a five-star review where you can and I and like John if you can afford to become a patreon member or get yourself a t-shirt from prowrestlingtees.com and continue to help the little guys win 
because we work just as hard, if not harder, because we don't have the original platform. We start off with nothing. So thank you once again, everyone. Massive thank you for John, and I shall catch you all on Monday for that epic encounter in the Fantasy Booking League. Goodbye and good night. Bye. Your Mega Luke Wrestling Podcast, Fantasy Booking League 2018. How about you arrangers so that Simon Muller, or whatever his name is, can be my first victim? Going to have to keep him in line. The experience that you've all been waiting for. Where are these challenges, Mr. Omega? Omega looks shredded, Kevin. It's looking doom and gloom for WWE. No, I, I want Edge. Like, give me Edge. Dean Omega in fantastic shape before, but never anything like this. I'm a big fan of Mason Adams. That is his real name. Math. Or M-A-F-F. Four horsewomen against four horsewomen. That's quite obvious. But a Shane of Asia's turn on Ronda Rousey. I think if Math doesn't win, you'll actually cry. Why is he ducking me? And become the first ever Omega Luke Fantasy Booking League Champions. And I'm just ready for the others after I take the two points off this champ. For the prize of the undefeated Streak of One t-shirt. And be the OLW World Champion. Oh yeah, it's time to get on board or get left behind.